Hello, it's Dana, and this is the Night Terrors Podcast. Oh, hey, everyone. Um, I, I've edited out some of the past few seconds because it's been a little while since I've been behind the microphone, and it feels good to be back. Um, I'm so sorry I missed last week's scheduled uh, story. I have been swamped at work. And I feel bad because I feel like I owe you guys quicker explanations than I gave you. So I'll be sure to be more uh, communicative. I don't know if that's a word, but that's you know that's what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna communicate more. We're making it a word. Um, somebody can Webster that and troll me on a review for it. Um, just on some housekeeping notes, uh, I know I've talked a lot about it, but I'm really happy with the Facebook growth. Um, I started it what a couple months ago and we're up to we're up like three or four times from the or of what we started with in the first month and that's really exciting so thank you so much and if you love the show please continue to share and let them know I see it I see you and I appreciate it so much all right so work is still pretty busy for me so next week I'll also be releasing on Wednesday after we'll be going back to our regularly scheduled Sundays this week we're presenting one short story with a wonderful little twist. That story is Kids in the Dark by Slime Beast. Enjoy. Growing up poor in the deep south meant sharing a lot with my little brother Ollie. Most often we'd pass toys, clothes, and skin conditions between us. Up until he was six, we shared a bed. Neither of us was happy about that. On my 10th birthday, that changed. I got one present that year, and it was a bed of my own. Ollie was jealous right away, and I could understand why. He had to keep that half-broken-down frame with the worn-out mattress. The one I'd gotten wasn't much better, but not being broken and worn was enough. Sleeping apart was a great feeling. It was freedom. No longer would I have to suffer the sudden, inexplicable kicks to the stomach. No longer would I wake up with Ollie's foot pressed into my neck like he'd stepped on Dracula the night before. At least that's what I thought. Right after I got the new bed, the shriek started. At first, I thought Ollie woke up in the middle of the night and screamed because he'd gotten scared. But then the sound echoed through the tiny room again, and I, I knew it wasn't a normal cry. The room was always black as pitch after sunset. The one window we had was pressed against a long leaf pine, and even the biggest, brightest moon cast no light inside. The shriek just about drove me crazy. Every night, at the same exact time, these sharp yelps would knock me right out of my dreams. It wasn't my mom or dad yelling either. I knew what that sounded like, believe me. Most worrying of all was the fact I could never tell where it was coming from. It seemed completely random. One night, it had come from somewhere near the closet. The next it shoot out from the corner of the ceiling. Any hope I'd had of having my own space would get dashed away every time as Ollie would silently slip into my bed with me, shaking like crazy. He'd clasp onto me and wouldn't let go until it was almost daybreak. 
Most times I'd take his hand and tell him everything was going to be okay, that it would be over in the morning. But I was never really sure. Over time, the shrieks started changing. At first, it was only by small degrees, but eventually it took on the primal hooting sound of a primate calling out its fierce warning. I had to clasp pillows to my ears just to keep from going deaf. Mom and Dad never believed me or Ollie, basically because the thing, whatever it was, refused to make a peep when they were in the room. Apparently, they couldn't even hear it through the walls, even though it was damn sure loud enough. The shriek just got worse and worse until I felt like I couldn't take it anymore. Me and Ollie were doing really bad in school, and we just had no energy at all. I could sleep more deeply with my head propped up and eyes open in the middle of class than I did in my own room at night. Then, thankfully, we moved out of the house nearly a year later. I had contemplated all sorts of things, even a child's clumsy concept of abandoning the house to get away from this horrific nightly noise. There was no problem at the next house. It was a nice white cookie cutter home on a dead end street. And I welcomed the normalcy. What's more, when we moved in there, there was a bunk bed waiting for me and Ollie. No more broken bed, no more second bed I ended up having to share anyway. The only problem was deciding who'd get the top bunk. I told Ollie I deserved it. After all, I had gotten a new bed way back and he ruined it by climbing in every night. What? He shook his head. I never did that. I'd always wondered why the noise stopped the second I was sharing my bed. Now I had the answer. Thank you for listening. All stories are produced with a Creative Commons license or with written permission from the author. These stories are not meant to be reproduced in audio, written, or any other form of media. If you haven't yet, go and subscribe and review at nightterrorspodcast.com or wherever you find your podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and through our email, which is listed in the show notes. Thank you.